Welcome to the 16th episode of the Yanks Go Marching Podcast, coming to you from the southwestern corner of Connecticut to Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. I am Pat McDonald, and with me as always is my good friend Chris Kaminsky. Chris, how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good, Patty, for obvious reasons, although I'm not in Rocky Mountain High uh, today. I just landed in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, so... Uh, it's uh, I'm surrounded by mosquitoes and lakes. Lots of lakes, land of a thousand lakes. Oh, the group of death is no more, and the U.S. has emerged. Well, not victorious, but <laughs> they got out of it. Um, today they managed to squeak. They played a very conservative match, getting the result they needed. Uh, one nothing, aided unexpectedly by Portugal. Um, a great defensive effort, despite one goal, which really was there was not much they could do about that. Uh, Chris, what are your initial thoughts on this match? Oh, well, so here's my. Uh, it's victory that? beer. I forgot. Oh yeah, all about, beers. Yeah, forgot. I forgot all about our victory beers. Uh, my victory beer is actually kind of sad. It's a uh, Bud Light lime because I have not figured out where the liquor stores are where I live yet and where they sell good beer. Uh, <laughs> Chris just landed in Minnesota, so literally within the past hour. So he does not. He's going over tonight. And uh, Jason is uh, really, he's bust, he's busting out the big guns. Shimei Ale Red for Jason. And uh, as always, don't forget to send us in your red and yellow cards. Uh, let us know what you think we're doing. So back to my original point. Chris, how do you feel about the U.S. Uh, more or less backing into the uh, round of 16? It's not a back-in, Patty, because, I mean, it doesn't matter what order the results come in. Uh, the results came. We always knew that Germany would be the hardest game for us to win, and we got the results. So mm-hmm. here's what I want to say about this game. The game itself sucked, so, you know, I don't feel like there needs to be a lot of analysis. I think <laughs> we'll talk about a couple players that we liked and whatnot, but here's the deal. Looking at this tournament as a whole, Pat, uh, you know, there were a lot of people who took to Twitter right after this result and said, oh, to all you doubters out there, you know, this is, you know, you should have believed in this team and blah, blah, blah. Guess what? That's not the case. This tournament was about the U.S. men's team proving that it had finally arrived on the, on the world stage, that it was finally a relevant squad, and we didn't have to assume anything about them. It was all on those 23 men to prove it to us that they belonged here and that they could get out of the group of death. And so they did that. That is the bottom line. We always knew Germany would be a tough tough game, and there were a couple chances there at the end, Patty, that it looked like they might even pull out that draw. Uh, so I don't consider it a back-in. I think we Absolutely. got the results that we needed. And, you know, we didn't know when we recorded last night that Ghana would have the implosion that they did and have Montari and Boateng uh, suspended. Even so, we got the results that we needed. What happened happened. We got through the group of death. And it yeah. really is oh, yeah. a testament to Jurgen Klinsmann's vision for this program and how far soccer has come in this. Screw it. I'm not even going to call it soccer anymore. I'm just going to call it football because you play this game with your feet, and NFL does not. <laughs> what do you think, Pat? What do you think, Patty? <laughs> All right. There you go. You're a boy. Anyway. <laughs> Look, um, 
they got the result they needed, and that's really all you could ask for. Um, they played a very conservative match. Um, they showed moments where they could string possession together and that they truly could match up with Germany. I, I think overall they did, and, and you know, it, again, it's what they needed was to not lose by a lot or to, well, obviously to ensure it, get a tie or a, uh, you know, a win, but they, they played for what they needed. I don't know how aware they were that Portugal is uh, somehow – helping them out, not that anyone saw that, including us on this show, saw that happening. Um, but, it, yeah, it, you got to be – it was underwhelming. Uh, you know, it would have been nice to get that tie, especially late, uh, to have that one goal celebration with your fellow fans. But um, them getting the result is really what mattered. And now the real knockout speech just happens. And uh, it's overall a victory. It's overall a victory because, you know, there were so many naysayers who did not think this team had a chance in this group. Uh, many of whom saying they would go 0 and 3. Um, yep. So now, now it's a uh, crunch time. Well, it's always crunch time. There, this is a tough tournament from the beginning. Absolutely. Spain folded Absolutely. like a cheap suit. Portugal lost their cool. Ghana completely fell apart over the course of it. All these African nations now, you know, uh, boycotting team meetings and going on strike because they're not getting paid. That's you know that's rough stuff. You know, but um, you know. Yeah. England didn't even show up. Uh, Italy had one great game and thought they could coast their way through the group stage and fell out. There are so many teams that would like to be in the U.S.'s position right now. And you know what? We earned our way there. We played three very good teams, and we got the results that we needed to advance. And we're back with some pretty fat technical difficulties. Uh, uh, I am not coming to you from the phone. But <laughs> to, go, to go back to Chris's point real quick about teams that would really very much like to be in the U.S. national team's shoes, I would just like to take, take this time to be uh, a little snooty and uh, say to the guy who came into the liquor store I worked at in 2006 and on the day USA played Italy, guy born in America, and I asked, hey, you were with Italy today? I just kind of want to ask him, hey, are you rooting for the USA today? So that's just my little thing there. But, um, no, I, I, you know, it's, I, I agree with everything you said about this. Um, we're, in great, we're in a great spot. This is, a, this is a fantastic, fantastic spot to be in. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Belgium's not an easy team, but from when you get to the round of 16, you're not guaranteed an easy game. So, I mean, I think they thumped us before, but I don't know how many games you saw of theirs, Patty, but I think, uh, you know, they they look uh, beatable. They're good for flashes, and they're bad for flashes. Does that sound like anyone you know? Uh, (laughs) And, uh, you know, I think they're a very beatable team. And I think, uh, you know, if we get uh, past uh, Belgium, then, you know, some possibilities really start to open up, right? I mean, there's... (laughs) Well, I mean, we'd play Argentina, which would be tough. But, you know, aside from Messi, Argentina hasn't played very well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, you know, there's there's some possibilities there. Absolutely. So before we move on to looking at the future, uh, today's game, I mean, who, who really stood out to you? Who really impressed you? Well, I think Jones, for me, all three games was the man of the match. That's a big boy playing right there. Um, oh, yeah. I thought Beckerman actually gave the ball away too cheaply a little bit this game. So I he but he you know Ben didn't break. I just thought he didn't have very good possession. So that pairing didn't do as well as as I would had hoped. But uh, you know Gonzalez played admirably coming in uh, in the defensive line there. I mean I think they put him in there for his size. I think he marked really well. He followed players. He he tracked the ball really well on set pieces. So I thought he played really well. Timmy always plays well. 
uh, obviously we didn't have the kind of possession that we want, so, uh, you know, Bradley, third bad game. I don't know, you keep saying we expect him to pick it up. I'm not sure when. <laughs> um, hopefully the next game. Hopefully the fourth time's a turn. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bradley, yeah, Bradley's touch today in particular was really awful. I, it was, it was, it is shocking to see how poorly he was playing. He kind of dodged. Like, Jeremy shopped in flat out, you know, say to him in the post game, like, hey, you stunk. But, like, he said, how do you feel if you, how do you, feel if you played over the last couple of days? And then Bradley just said, well, it's an 11-man game. So, and he just completely dodged the question because he knew. He knew he was not playing well. But uh, I have to agree with you about Jermaine Jones. He's been the man of the tournament for this team. Um, and, and, again, you, you harped on it. But I think I was a little bit more impressed. I thought uh, Omar Gonzalez had a phenomenal game today. Um, and that just might be a thing. Man. Like when you, when the pressure is turned up all the way, he just might be. That just might be when he performs his best because um, you know going back to the game against uh, Mexico and Azteca during the hex, that's when he first really made his uh, mark on this team. So um, my my man of the match was Omar Gonzalez, even though uh, I would say man of the tournament so far, absolutely Jermaine Jones. Well, he just doesn't shy away from any opponent, doesn't he? I mean, he mm-hmm. just he comes to play and he plays hard and he, he you know goes through players. Yeah, I, I think he's really good. You think there's any chance we get Josie back for Belgium? It'd be nice, but um, I, I would not be even if he is remotely healthy. I would not be comfortable starting him at this point, being out so long. And, and you know, and the whispers you hear, it does sound like even if this, even if the U.S. makes a miracle run at the final. Um, we're not going to see Josie again in this tournament like that. That strain is just that that bad. So um, you, you don't travel with the team and go through that airfare, air air travel, and all that stuff. If you if you're you know yeah going to get healthy again, you'd be doing going through therapy and getting work done on you, and you yeah. just, that wasn't going to happen. So here's an interesting question: If Josie out the door is healthy, do you bench Bradley, move Dempsey back, and start Josie up top? Oh man, that just made me pee a little. <laughs> I like the idea a lot. Um, you yeah, would bench Michael Bradley? No, I wouldn't bench Michael Bradley. I'd bench Beckerman, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. Of course you would. I, I do like uh, Clint a little bit more in that central role. I mean, although he's playing, you know, he, if he would have gotten that header down, he would have been only the been the only the third player I think in World Cup history to score in all three of the uh, his first three group games. That'd be that'd be pretty uh, a pretty nice accomplishment. So I can't complain about how Dempsey's played. I mean, he's played very well uh, up top. Uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Paired with Josie for for a half and once, uh, you know, up top uh, twice up top alone. I I don't think we can complain too much about Dempsey in his form. But uh, I do like the thought of Josie up top and Dempsey just being able to wreak havoc. I don't I don't know if you saw um uh who was it today playing Algeria. Did you see the Algeria mm-hmm. game today? Yeah, I saw Algeria versus Russia. I mean, it was on the, the smaller TV at the bar I was at, but I, I did. I managed to catch the game. Uh, they uh, Algeria. Um, what's his What's his stupid name? Fergouli. Um, mm-hmm. He was. He played in that central role, and he was all over the place, just agitating Russia like you would not believe. And I would love to see Devsey playing a role kind of like that, where he's just free to move around. And create havoc on on players. So, um, but you know, I, I, I like I say, I can't complain about how he plays up top. I think he's effective a couple places on the pitch. So, um, he's his his play is fine with me. 
<laughs> so that, that's uh, well. Let's just right now. Let's just very very quickly talk about uh, Michael Bradley, maybe a little more in depth. Do you think right now he's more liability than, um, or do we have to wait for that potential to show up? Well, is he in? Uh, that's exactly the question. Is is he in a slump in which he's thinking about things too much and not just playing, or is he just have you know having kind of a a bad few games of form and he's going to play through it fine. I, you know, I don't know the answer to that question. I think only Bradley knows the answer to that question. But at the same time, I can't think of too many tactical moves that Klidsman's done in this tournament that I have scratched my head out. So in, in Yergi, we trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything this guy has done so far seems to have worked. So we'll see. Um, you know, I don't, I mean, obviously, I don't actually think Bradley will be benched. I think it's kind of like even when Jermaine Jones had his struggles uh, Klinsman's going to stick by him. Um, and let's just hope that uh, with Belgium, this all turns around. So I guess now we can actually do, uh, move on, talk about our round of 16 matchup coming up against Belgium. Uh, it will be on Tuesday at 4 o'clock. And, um, you know, you touched on it a little bit. Uh, I'm with you. Belgium has not been impressive. I mean, UEFA as, in general has not been impressive in this tournament, uh, save for, you know, the Dutch and the French. But, you know, uh, Belgium, if they can play up to their ability, they can win that game fairly, I wouldn't say easily, but, uh, you know, I, I think they would walk away with the W, but they they have not been doing it. Uh, the one advantage they do have is that they went into today's game not really needing uh, a win, so they kind of rested a number of players. Um, so they should be well rested. Uh, what, do, what do you think? Well, going into Belgium, the team that the last time we played them beat us in a friendly 4-2, to two. Uh, how do you feel about these guys? Uh, you know, I, like I said, I only watched one game of theirs in this tournament. Uh, DeFore was shown a red today, uh, so he's mm-hmm. out. I mean, he's he's a guy with 44 caps. He's not a, you know, a slouch. I mean, he plays his club ball for Porto. Um, mm-hmm. a pretty good player in their midfield, so I think that's going to be lost for them. I don't know if they have anybody else that's out on cards or injuries. Do you know that, Patty? Uh, off the top of my head, I do not know. Okay. Well, there's a there's a yellow card for both of us, I guess, for not knowing. Our <laughs> uh, like I said, I, I, I watched the game and got to the airport and got on a plane, so uh, I apologize for not being fully researched. But anyway, uh, you know, they, they've, they've looked good at points. They've looked bad at points. Um, and, you know, I, I think that it's a team that on a given day we can beat and on a given day, they can beat us again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so you know, I, heck, I, I don't know. It's it's tough to say. I mean, Algeria actually, I think, had a really great tournament, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they only they only scraped by against Algeria. Uh, Russia, that was a that was kind of, you know a kind of a fluky win, I thought. Um, I thought Russia had the better of the game. That's the game I did watch, and I watched uh, maybe a half of the Algeria game. I didn't get a chance to watch any of the Belgian games today because I was headed to the airport. But um, I, you know, I felt like uh, you know there was you know opportunities there, and I think if we're aggressive with Belgium and we try and punch them in the mouth, uh, we may have have some opportunities against them. Of course, uh, Eden Hazard's the danger man. Uh, Fellaini is uh, you know is is sneaky good. Uh, and you know, company is is a wall. Um, he's a hard hard guy to go up against. So, uh, all, 
all in all, I think, listen, the, the jitters should be over. We took the best that the group of death had to offer. Um, we absorbed it. We fought back. We almost got results against Germany today. We got results against two other really good teams. We almost got two wins out of those two games. And so I feel like uh, anything is possible now, especially you know looking forward to this Belgium game. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I, I, I am with you. I think the U.S. now believes and knows, actually she doesn't even have to believe, they know they can hang with pretty much anyone in the world, and that includes Belgium. And Belgium, like you said, has not been impressive. They Today, in today's match, again, I don't know how many players are going to carry over to uh, the match on Tuesday, but they got in, unnerved in a, an essentially meaningless match way too easily, way too easily for a team that sh- uh, should want to, uh, advance far into this tournament. Um, you know, and we, like you said, we're a hard-nosed team. If we can really take it to them, not gonna, they're going to get frustrated fast. And that could very well play in the U.S.'s favor. Um, you know, the big advantage, obviously, they have is they rested a number of their players, uh, Hazard being one of them. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I like the way we look. I think it's going to be... I think the, you know... The strategy we're going to try it out is going to really be a little more Portugal than Germany. Um, but I, I like our chances. I do. Uh, I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to say it's definite. I don't believe that. But I, I think we're going to shock some people. Yeah, I. I, I think a, a win against Belgium would not shock not only us but the the football community um, across. Mm-hmm. The, I don't think that would be necessarily considered a shocking result. And let's be serious. You know. Uh, you know, we look at that 4-2 loss, and it was a pretty good thumping that they gave us. However, um, you know, we beat Germany last year, and, uh, you know, obviously Germany's a better team. And so, yeah. you know, it's not the harbinger of of all things. Um, Absolutely. We'll be able to look at that game, uh, you know, last year and say, it, it you know, it, uh, it has any bearing on what's going to happen this time, you know. Um, Absolutely. I mean, don't you think? No, I, I, absolutely. Uh, and that that's just it. I mean, uh, friendlies are friendlies for a reason. And uh, the U.S. has come a long way since then. Um, so I I don't, yeah, we can't, you can't put a lot of stock into that match and assume that you're going to see a similar uh, result in this World Cup. It's a whole, it's a whole new ball game. And, I mean, you know, we UEFA has uh, struggled mightily as they, tend to do in the Western Hemisphere World Cups. And uh, I think, yeah, they're there, they're there for the taking. It's just a matter of how much the U.S. wants it, and I think they do. So uh, I think uh, U.S. fans are going to have something to cheer about on Tuesday. What do, yeah, you, what do you think? I definitely think so, yeah. I, you know, and we had, I mean, it was a pretty first team lineup there, but I remember Brad Davis played. I can't remember, did, uh, let's see, because Howard didn't play that entire game, right? Did Guzon come on in the second half? Uh, so long ago. I don't know. I had to look up. Uh, all, I remember is, all I remember is Jeff Cameron had a miserable game in that game, in that match. And remember, it was, it was Cameron and Gonzalez in the back line, center back that game, so Baszler didn't play. Um, mm. I think Baszler's been very solid for us. I think that that's a difference there. I do mm. think uh, Gu, uh, Brad Guzan was like a second half substitute or something like that. I think they really treated it like a friendly. There was some pretty free subs- substituting. Yeah. Going on. Um, uh, like I said, I think Davis played, uh, which I think would be you know we 
probably deploy a little bit differently. Um, I know Zuzi and Dempsey played, but I'm not sure Josie played in that game. So yeah, um, I, I, that not that be different from this, but I think there's there's just enough difference going on in time. And let's face it, there are 14 uh, MLS players. Is that right? 14 that have advanced now mm-hmm. uh, the, to the knockout round. 11 on the United States team, three on the Costa Rica team, and one on Brazil. Uh, Julio Cesar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think those, you know, those MLS players, they're in season right now. They're in form and they're used to the travel and the heat. So, uh, you know, I think advantage USA. Absolutely. I'm with you. Uh, one uh, quick thought. Who do you go for with the center back? Do you go uh, Beasler Gonzalez? Do you go Beasler Cameron? Against Belgium, I go Gonzalez. If we get through well, to Argentina, I go with Cameron. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think I go with Gonzalez at least for that first match as well. Uh, you have a prediction for this one? Uh, okay, this is my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> it could because um, the USA loves to send me into the bathtub in fits of like anxiety and panic. Uh, <laughs> I think they will send me to the to the bathtub with a two two score score line decided on penalty kicks four to three to the United States. <laughs> I am gonna be overly confident, <laughs> which is probably bad. And I'm going to go with a 2 to nothing victory. I think our defense is just playing that well right now, despite what some of the goals may say. And I think they'll keep Belgium off the board. Uh, and then we're going to go on to face either the Swiss or the Argentines. And then the sky is the limit. You know, that is an interesting point. Germany came out to punch us in the mouth today. Mm-hmm. And they did not have an easy time breaking us down. And no. that is a very good sign, especially for a U.S. defense. Absolutely, absolutely. You want to do some very, very quick predictions of the rest of the round of 16? Yes, very, very quick. All right. Brazil, Chile, who do you got? Brazil. Me too. Colombia, Uruguay, who do you have? Uh, Uruguay without uh, the biter, I think I'll go with Colombia. (laughs) Me too. France, Nigeria. Uh, Well, Nigeria now is another team that's going to be not practicing or something because they're not getting paid. So there's dysfunction in that camp. Always go with the non-dysfunctional team. And last time it was France, but this time they're playing well. They blew go through. I'm with you again. Germany, Algeria. Germany, of course. Yeah, that's an easy one. Netherlands, Mexico. I uh, I really think for me right now, just on the way I've seen teams play, my favorite final right now is a Germany-Netherlands final. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see Mexico in the semifinal, wouldn't you? Oh, that'd be a fun one, wouldn't it? <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go out. Uh, no, I'm going to go Netherlands. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it, I, that's, I think, the match of the round of 16 right now. That's the one that really could go either way. Um, Costa Rica, Greece. Uh, Greece has not been broken down easily in this tournament, but I just really like the way Costa Rica's played. Uh, with a lot of heart and a lot of substance, I I pick them to go through maybe one nil. Yeah, me too. I, I'm I'm on the Costa Rica train there. Uh, Argentina, Switzerland. Argentina, of course. Easily, I'm with you there, and I'm sure we'll probably get two of these wrong. Someone's going to upset somebody. There's no doubt about it. Of course, of course. <laughs> I think most. I think you know Chile could upset Brazil. I think that's certainly a possibility. I think Nigeria's played a good enough tournament. They can get their stuff together. They can beat France. Greece, I think, can stymie uh, Costa Rica and get a result. 
Mexico, I wouldn't be surprised if it's beat Netherlands, but I think Argentina is pretty safe against Switzerland. I think Germany is mm. pretty safe against Algeria. Um, I think, mm. especially without Suarez, Colombia is going to take care of Uruguay. Um, but, you know, upsets can happen anywhere. Yeah, Germany and Argentina are my locks. The others are the ones I could say I could see potentially going the other way. But look how many things that from the Americas have done in this tournament, so don't discount that trend. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's going to be some, some America on America cannibalism. I mean, Brazil and Chile play each other. Colombia and Uruguay play each other. Uh, but, I mean, I think there's a, poss- a real possibility, I mean, that you could see, uh, you know, a, a solid, you know, four teams, you know, from yeah. the Americas advancing, you know, at least. Oh, yeah. It's definitely an interesting one uh, coming up. Um, I guess that's the that's the biggest that's the biggest possibility is uh, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Uruguay, and that leaves Mexico, Costa Rica, and us. That could so the most that could happen is five. That would be something. Something else if, if the quarterfinal on our side of the bracket was just all Western Hemisphere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Asia had bad tournament. Asia, um, bad tournament uh, for Australia, obviously, um, and. Uh, UEFA had a bad tournament. There's no oh, other yeah. way to look at it, you know. Uh, oh yeah. Africa, I don't think Africa had a particularly good tournament. I mean, Nigeria only got through. I mean, they played some good games, but they only got through uh, by grace. And obviously, Algeria. I mean, they they uh, they had some good games too, but um, it wasn't a very tough group. I don't think. No, no. I think Russia turned out to be a bit more of a cupcake than uh, originally thought, and that certainly helped out. Uh, and Korea was just, I mean, I think right now you got to say the Asian Federation is the worst one in the world right now, aside from Oceania, obviously. But, um, yeah, yeah, they, they, they really fell flat on their face. Well, Japan was the most disappointing team in the tournament for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, I, I, I thought they were going to be much better. Mm-hmm. I mean, Socceroos didn't even gain a point, but at least they played hard. Japan, it was like, it just seemed like they... Mm-hmm. Honduras was bad. Sorry, Honduras was really bad. They were awful. <laughs> we forgot about Honduras, yeah. Oh, <laughs> all the concave con- con- love we can give, yeah, they just really, while the other three teams may have uh, represented well, they did not. Yeah, so, okay, uh, and let's, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Cards. All right. Uh, uh-oh, here we go. Yellow red cards with Jason Ipico. Jason, take it away. So... I'm only handing out two cards. Chris, you're getting off scot-free. You get a pass on the Belgium stuff for being in, for traveling today. So Pat gets a yellow for the Belgium stuff and gets a red for his technical issues for the second straight episode. We did so well recording Red Bull Ran. I thought we could make it through two shows on my computer. <laughs> no. But um, since, since um, you guys didn't have the information, I figured everybody should know. Belgium will be without defender Stephen DeFore, who got a red card in today's match. And as for the United States, uh, Beckerman, Gonzalez, and Jones are all carrying a yellow card into Belgium. So if any of them get a yellow and the Americans advance, then they will be out for the quarterfinal. Oh, let's hope Beckerman gets one then. (laughs) (laughs) You're the only person in America wishing that. Yeah. only person. Well, uh, here, Patty, just because uh, for for variety is is the... uh, is it the spice of life? Whatever. I'm going to do the wrap-up today because I've got it in front of, of 
Go ahead and yep. follow us. Uh, you can uh, seek us out by going to yanksgomarching.blogspot.com. You can email us at yanksgomarching at gmail.com. Our Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash yanksgomarching. You can find us on Twitter at yanksgomarching. Pat is at, at pmacd82. I'm Chris Kaminsky. I'm at, at chriskaminsky18. Our producer, Jason, at Dr. Stooge. Uh, you can subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or RSS. We're on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash yanks go marching. All right. So yeah, there you go. There you have it. Uh, Chris, any last words going into Belgium? I, you know, I had a bad feeling about the Germany game. Uh, that proved true. Although Portugal did break the winless streak of teams that had played in Manaus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're thankful for that. Um, and Cristiano Ronaldo's new hairdo we're thankful for as well. Uh, that, was, that was an easy goal, though. We can't credit Cristiano Ronaldo with, with that. Uh, Paddy could have scored that with his left foot. Uh, mm. I, you know, I, have, I have a good feeling about Belgium. I think that's a team that we can uh, take out. I think it could start us on a good run. This team has a very uh, – it's been pointed out before. I'm not adding anything to the discussion. But, uh, this team has a very 2002 feel to it. That's before you start to watch the men's national team. But I have a very good vibe. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. It's it's time to be it's time to feel good now that we got out of the group of death. Um, something few expected. It's time to feel good again. So but, you know, the thing is, that's just not enough for this team, and this team doesn't believe that it's enough. And they're yeah. acting like they're they're well, they're carrying themselves like they're not surprised that they're out of the group of death, and that's what I really like to see. Absolutely, absolutely. You got to love what Klinsman is uh, instilled in these guys. Yeah. All right. For myself, Chris Kaminsky, and our producer, Jason Iapico, this has been Episode 16 of the Yanks Go Marching Podcast, and we will see you later. Peace, y'all.